Hello and thank you for listening to the End of Days podcast, where the topics covered here are all in the light of the fact that we're living at the end of days, in the last of the last day, it seems. And hopefully the episodes of this podcast will both instruct you and inspire you with your relationship with the Lord. And also, maybe spark a sense of urgency and sense of seriousness being as we're living in the last days. It says in the book of Revelation chapter 12 verse 12 that the devil knows that his time is short and he's even more full of wrath. In other words, the devil knows what time it is and he's trying to take as many souls to the lake of fire with him as possible by any means necessary. As you know already, deception is running rampant. Uh, people are just sitting there going crazy with no regard for God or the truth or just basic morality. The evidence of the working of the devil is everywhere. Today we see the epidemic of fentanyl that's taken seemingly thousands of lives a day. Child trafficking, sex trafficking, the promotion of transgenderism. I mean, the world, especially this country, is a scene to have gone crazy. And once again, all this is the evidence of the devil being full of wrath because he knows that the time of his judgment is at hand. And that's found in Revelation chapter 12, verse 12. But now let's look also at the book of 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 4. Let's look at verse 7 to begin with. A warning to all Christian believers that says but the end of all things is at hand or near be you therefore sober or clear-headed clear-minded and watch unto prayer in other words be aware of the times that we're living in and understand that the way things are isn't going to continue forever God is going to bring an end to all this madness once again, verse 7, it says, the end of all things is at hand. That means all things. He's going to shut the whole thing down. Let's go down to the book of 2 Peter, chapter 3, and let's look at verse 10. It says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat, and the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. And in reading this, it seems to me that even not just the earth itself, but the heavens, it talks about everything. The universe is just going to be done away with. Everything is going to shut the whole thing down. And if that's the case, that we must not be too attached to the things that are in the world. Because the things that are in the world are things that are going to pass away. In fact, it also reiterates that statement kind of in the book of 1 John chapter 2 and verse 17. It says that, and the world passes away and the lust thereof, but he that does the will of, the, the will of God will abide or live forever. So that the idea of everything, even the universe being done away with should not make us sad. Because if we do the will of the Lord, we will go on forever. 
uh, back to Second Peter chapter three. Now looking at verse eleven, it says, "Seeing that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of person, or what kind of person, ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness?" Uh, reading from the King James Bible, that word conversation just means uh, how you're living. What kind of person are you going to be knowing and seeing that these things are all going to be done away with, are all going to pass away? How does that make us feel? We should be even more excited and enthusiastic to do the will of God, knowing that it's going to have a great payoff, going to have a great reward. We invest our lives in Christ and we're going to get a fantastic, wonderful, eternal payoff. Verse 12 goes on to say, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. That hasting, it means kind of, you know, we wish it would hurry up, wish it would come on. We're eagerly looking forth this time when this all these things will be done away with. Verse 13 goes on to say, Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. And that's what we want to be a part of. See, the new heavens, new earth, it's going to be a place of righteousness, of holiness. Not like the current heavens and earth where it's been stained by sin and rebellion. Where the fingerprints of the devil are everywhere. All that, all of it, is going to be done away with. Let's also take a look at the book of Revelation. Chapter 21. Chapter 21, let's look at verse 3. And it says, I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, neither crying, neither shall be any pain, for the former things are passed away. Verse 5 says, And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I made all things new. And that is the destination and the promise of God for every believer, for every one of us that hangs on, that holds on to God and stays with him. For everyone that keeps the faith in this very perverse and crooked world with so many temptations, we must resist the devil and understand that he is out there trying to take us down by any means necessary. But in Christ, we can be strong. We don't have to cave in. We can be strong in the Lord, as it says in the book of Ephesians, and in the power of his might, to stand against all the wiles of the devil. Let's look back at now 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 2, which contains, I believe, the um, what's in the heart of every believer. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 2, it says that he should no longer live the rest of his time in the flesh according to the lust of men, but to the will of God. In other words, we're not doing our own thing according to our own desires. We're now as Christians, as followers of God, 
we're here to do the will of God. Verse 3 says, For in times past of our lives, it might suffice us to have done the will of the Gentiles. In other words, we walked the way the rest of the world walked, lived like they lived. When we walked, that word walked is a past tense, talking about something that we used to do, how we used to live, how we used to be. We walked or lived in lasciviousness or just kind of wild, anything goes, in lust, which does not necessarily mean only sexual lust, but lust for other things. Also, the excess of wine, not wine, but excess of wine or whatever, alcohol. Uh, and revelings and banquetings, which just means like the party life, living it up. You know, out there trying to drop it like it's hot. But now, as a Christian, you're worried about not going to that place that's hot. And it goes on to say, and abominable idolatries. An idol could be anything, any person, place, or thing that you put above God that is your master passion, that you're more into or more serious about, more passionate about than God. That's an idol. And verse 4 says, Wherein they think it strange that you run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you. And if you've been a Christian any length of time, you know that's exactly the case. People think it's strange that, you know, you don't hang with us anymore. You don't like to smoke out with us anymore. You think you're better than us now? Well, what happened to you? You used to be so cool. What a strange thing that you're doing to be a Christian. You know, don't you know the game is on right now and you're going to church? How strange. Again, they talk bad about you thinking you're the weird one saying bad stuff about you. But you know what? You're a child of the king and you just let those words just bounce right off of you because you know the king and you know what your future is, a bright future. Because as Christians, we're going to probably miss out on some things of the world. You're not going to be hip to the latest dances or you didn't hear the latest song about this and that or maybe you didn't see the movie that was, you know, about that weird thing. And that's okay. We're not missing anything. Because we have so much more in the Lord and fellowshipping and being close with God. You can't get better than that. You can't get better than God. If God is in your heart, you can't top that. He gives you all the peace, all the joy, all the love, all the satisfaction of life, and everything that you need to make this life worth living. There's the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 10, that says that he has come to give us life and that more abundantly and there's nothing more fulfilling than to be a follower of Christ sounds good right well, amen and amen again so once again I just want to remind you again thank you for listening and I remind you also that I can be found on Google Podcast Amazon Music and also now on iHeartRadio so Follow me on one of those platforms. Follow me on Spotify. And God bless you. And thank you very much.